ever wondered how taboo, shame, and lack of good sexual education have stripped away elements of pleasure in childbirth and parenting that are essential to loving, intimate relationships? Join me for another episode of Orgasmic Birth Podcast, Pleasure in Pregnancy, Birth, and Parenting, as we break down and heal barriers and open the door to more love and intimacy in birth and life. When you think of a doula, who do you think about? Is it someone you find in your community? Or is it your friend and family who's taken a doula workshop to share their doula skills with you? I often envision a world where everyone has the opportunity to take a doula workshop and use their wisdom for themselves to support their closest friends, family, and community. My guest today has a special story of being a doula and then able to add those skills to support her daughter, as she calls a mother's view as a doula, ushering in the next generation. Hi, I'm Deborah Pascali Bonaro, founder and director of Orgasmic Birth and host of the Orgasmic Birth podcast. My guest today, Lori Cosgrove, is an event producer in the medicinal cannabis field by day, who enjoys hanging out with her family, creating art through cooking, singing and doodling in her spare time. Her house is home to four generations, and she and her husband have been hosting monthly gatherings of artists and musicians for over nine years. Their love for self-expression, community, and safe places to share stories has fueled the idea that is now Chosen Family. Lori lives in the Philadelphia suburbs and is loving her new role as an OMA. Lori studied with me at the PALS Philadelphia Alliance for Labor Support Program, taking our Dona Birth Doula Workshop, and hopes to someday cross the bridge from birthing doula to death doula. She believes that everyone has the right to be seen and heard, especially during the ultimate surrender, childbirth. Hi, Lisa. Welcome. It's so special to have you join me again. Hi, how are you? Yeah, it feels great to be here. And I have to say, getting to be with you again, and I just have to let everyone know, when you came to the doula workshop, you actually came with your youngest daughter, too. And it was so touching to see a mother-daughter going through that experience together. And I've wanted to ask you, what was that like for both of you? Oh, it was awesome. So Veda, our 20-year-old daughter, is in nursing school, and we just thought this would be a great addition to her studies, and it was something that we like felt really strongly about. We watch childbirths together. We follow podcasts like your own that celebrate childbirth and love and loss and all of it, and we did that like driving to school when she was in high school and home again, so this was a really sweet addition to that. When we were accepted, which... I was really shocked because PALS has such a long waiting list for your workshop. I was really surprised, but we were so excited. We had plans for that weekend. We got rid of the plans. We were so excited. And to be able to celebrate that together and learn ways that we could support my oldest daughter through her recent birth was just epic. But the whole time throughout the workshop, we would say things and we would just look at each other and our eyes would meet and we were just like, yep, this is where we're supposed to be. It was really cool. 
it was really special to watch and see that connection of you sharing that special bond and that passion for transforming childbirth. And then you had this opportunity to be a part of your oldest daughter's birth. Can you share a little bit about how that unfolded and what that was like for all of you? Yeah, sure. So it was my daughter had a really rough pregnancy. So luckily, she was blessed with an easy birth for the most part. So she labored. We got to the hospital. It was a situation where she had planned to have her birth with this team of really strong, amazing women. So we got to the hospital and they told her that she would be able to stay, that her contractions were close enough. So she and myself, my husband and her husband, we all drove following each other to the hospital. We were listening to a fun playlist, the two of us. She was in really high spirits and was so excited to not be pregnant anymore. That was her whole goal. It was like, I might not be pregnant tomorrow. So because she had that paramesis, I believe it's called, it was just like she was sick the whole entire time. So she really saw the light at the end of the tunnel. So we got to the hospital. Uh, she labored through the night naturally. I think it was like 12 hours, her contractions, she rode them through. We used all the different techniques that you had shown. We had the ball, we had the peanut ball. We used all the different like pain relief techniques. We were talking, we were watching shows that she enjoyed listening to music, hydrating, all of the things. The next day, I believe that they gave her some Pitocin to move things along. She made these decisions as we went. We talked it through. And she trusted her team. And then the contraction started to come stronger, closer together. We got to the point where a few hours later, the crew came in and said, okay, it looks like we're going to be able to do, you're fully dilated. It looks like we're going to be able to do some practice pushes. They put our feet up in the stirrups and we could basically see the baby's head. So we realized that this baby was coming out really soon and Hannah was in high spirits. She was excited. The pain, she was experiencing pressure, but she felt like she was going to get through this pretty quickly. And she did. She wrote about four contractions and the baby was born. A healthy baby with light. She came out. She looked up at her dad with a really strong neck. She looked at Hannah. It was like unbelievable. And then she latched on immediately and started feeding. It was like the best possible outcome. And Hannah looked around at these strong women that helped to deliver this baby and said, I'm not pregnant anymore. And that was just like this. It was just awesome. It was like the finale. Yeah. Being able to be there and her husband was amazing in his support techniques. We talked about different things that we could do to help her through and just being there, being there for her was amazing. I was doing like quick text messages prior giving the people in you know, our family in the waiting room a heads up. And then they couldn't believe it when I wrote back 12 minutes later because I said, okay, here we go. She's going to push. And within 12 minutes, the baby was born. It was like amazing. So yeah, that was the birth. That was it. And it just had this beautiful, sweet sweetness to it. Hannah was just so happy. She didn't make a sound the whole time. And which... We see these different births and everyone is different. The way that we go through pressure and pain is just our own. So you have these, as a mom, these ideas of how 
it's going to go down. And oh my goodness, you're anticipating, you're waiting for a shoe to drop. Maybe you're looking around the room for cues of, is everybody cool? Is, is anyone nervous? It was just, I don't use the word perfect often, but if there could be a comparison, it would have been that. Wow. What a beautiful birth story. And to be a mother and invited in to provide support to your daughter is truly special, right? What a blessing. Oh. And was it to be in that doula role, knowing you had all this doula knowledge, and being a mother and a soon-to-be grandmother? What were some of your feelings? Oh, my gosh. Like, prepared was really cool to feel like I had like a tool belt was really awesome because I think otherwise I would have been just much more nervous and just like anxious. I was at ease. We were watching funny comedy. The local kids baseball team from our county that we live in had made it to like the World Series. So we had that on the TV at one point. We Everything was really light. So we were able to keep things light also. And then Hannah's vibration was just anticipation, excitement. She was just a warrior, like a warrior through it. She would have these surges and she would just ride it and she would talk it, talk about it. And then here comes the next one. So the way that she was processing it was really helpful for her husband and I to just be in it with her. It wasn't like we were all like separate. We felt like a team. And we felt like we were all like interconnected with the baby as well. So the four of us were in this portal of peace, which again, I didn't anticipate, but it did. It, it just, it was awesome. And I have to ask, because I know you talked about this was a healing experience for you. And I'm if you could talk about that. What was some of your birth experiences like? And now how was this healing to see your daughter birth and be there for support? Yeah. So that was a big part of it. So with my birth with Hannah, it was pretty traumatic. It was a teaching hospital. There was a bunch of students in the room. All these eyes were on me. I was 19 years old. Things really got going quick because again, there was a few parallels with our births that I was, oh boy, I've, that happened with me and it wasn't the best outcome. So there was this, as we breached each of those, I was able to relax because they were going in a different direction for Hannah. It was like, this isn't about you. These like mantras and reminders of just because you have experience with this, it doesn't mean that the outcome is going to be the same. So that was a big part of the healing for me, but definitely moments where I was like, I had to quiet my voice because as a doula, we're their voice. So it was like, okay, don't, I just had to really like quiet, not my voice, I guess I shouldn't say, but quiet my fear and put that in the back and understand that I'm supposed to just relay her fear if that were to come up. So I had the ability to heal the PTSD from my birth because I had, with her, I had also been given Pitocin. It was really intense for me and the baby came really fast, but I had like fourth degree lacerations and that was something that I didn't even know was possible. So I was like, oh, having to heal from that. Luckily I was so young and I did heal very quickly, but that was something that I didn't anticipate happening. I wasn't really 
aware. I didn't have someone other than my husband at the time, but I didn't have anyone there to say, okay, these are our options or whatever. Like there just wasn't any discussion. It was just all being done and happening. So she didn't have one stitch. She had one stitch actually. And I was just like, that was another thing I was super fearful of. Like internally, I was like, oh my gosh, if there's like a physical connection that we have, oh my gosh. And they said, you know what? You actually need half a stitch, but we can't give half a stitch. So you're going to get one stitch. So that was another, it was all these steps of, see, it's great. See, it's great. The fear was easily dispelled. And we came out, I was definitely a different person leaving that room as we all were. Very powerful. Thank you, Laurie, for sharing, because I think birth has such a healing ability. And I'm sure for other parents that might be listening, too often, I think people that are pregnant say their parents put their fears on them, right? Totally. How wonderful that you could understand that those were your fears to process Mm -hmm. and allow Hannah to vocalize her fears, but also that then her birth can be healing. I often say birth can heal generations. Now I know what you mean. Yeah. And help us birth forward. Now Hannah has a different story to bring forward to her children and grandchildren as well. Totally. Do you feel that were there things that Hannah did and you helped her in preparing for birth that helped her to be in that place? So one thing that she did, she studied a bit of the hypno baby philosophy. That was something a friend of mine suggested. We talked about it a bit. Veda and I, when we came home, so Hannah was like using those CD discs to really understand how the body can birth while in a coma. The body can birth in all these different tense situations or in war, anything. Like the body is going to help you and do what it needs to do. But also when Veda and I were a part of the workshop, we came home and we were so energized and excited. Although it was a long weekend, we felt like we needed to quickly take out our notes and tell Hannah all of these things that she should be doing. Have your knees lower than your pelvis. Start using the ball. Think of things that you want to bring into the room and the space that put you at ease. Let's not use certain verbiage. That was a big part too. It was like words that we could swap out. Birthing room and just all of these, not the birth plan, the vision. What is your dream situation? What have you seen and how can we help you get there? So it was a lot of that. It was just, we realized that it was a lot of just the way that we frame what is going to happen regardless. We're removing the words of control because we're not fully in control. We have to leave room for what's possible. Things that we didn't even know that our body could do or say or a deepness of presence that we didn't even know was possible. So that was a big part of it. And just using the different techniques that you offered, we just pulled out our notes and we started to just go through them all. And I think she was, she was able to, Veda was extracting things differently than I was as students, right? It's like interpretation. It's how we like feel and experiences that we've had, right? So Veda didn't have, wasn't experienced in childbirth before. So she saw things differently and with a lighter look. It was really cool for Hannah to be able to absorb the education that both of us gathered from that weekend. So I think that was a big part of it. It's so special to hear. For me, as 
a doula trainer all these years, it's always beautiful to hear how that wisdom keeps passing on and how different people take it in. And it's just making me think, would you recommend that other parents who have daughters or sons or family members that are giving birth take a doula workshop? Definitely. I honestly think that everyone should be a certified doula of both birth and death. I think that there's a space for that in our community, especially as our society promotes some disconnection through electronics or whatever that might look like in everyone's individual home. But I feel like it's more of a testament to nature and connection where we have these trusting roles. And I understand not every home has the ability. A lot of people would rather their mom sit it out or their sister or brother. I get that. But then Sometimes those, the roles exist between friends that, like I said earlier, chosen family, like with our intro, we have to be there for one another. And in those most dire moments of, I can't speak for myself, but I want you to speak for me. These are my wishes. How can you help it come to fruition? Here's some techniques that I'm not able to do, or my husband isn't physically able to do, or whatever that is. A space for, there's always a space for a doula is how I see it. I feel like there's a space for a doula in a divorce. I feel like there's a space for a doula in a new relationship. I feel like there's a space for a doula in a really busy home that has little kids running around and parents working jobs. Like, I feel like it is such a necessary part of our society at this point. So to be able to have that two of those in our own home right now is just amazing to me. And we have been promoting it and talking about it and offering our services, even for free. We just want to be there for people at this point, gain the experience and really just strengthen the human experience is the main thing to be of service however we can. So beautiful, Laurie, because I couldn't agree more, right? The doula, that unconditional listening and nurturing and caring is something all of us could use in every aspect of our life. For sure. Definitely. And have you been at any other births? I have not. Prior to this, I was at one of my um, best friend's births like 11 years ago or so. But I was in a secondary kind of position like out of the room, but listening and taking in the process and talking to the midwife team and just being really inspired, I would say. That was definitely a moment of inspiration for me where I was like, wow, I want to be a part of a birth at some point. But at that point, I didn't, I wasn't putting energy into it. So at this point in my life, my husband and I even considered five years ago having another child. And we were like, oh my gosh, should we do this? Because we were young enough to still do it, but we had a 20 year old, 21 year old. And like my other daughter was six years younger. It was, and then we realized that this is how it was supposed to happen. We were supposed to take on these roles as Oma and Poppy and support however we can. So it's, I know that it's going to happen. We're going to have more births. I feel it like in my body that I'm going to be present for more births. What that looks like, I'm not sure. But yeah, we are signed up with the PALS list. We would love to be at more births for sure. Fantastic. You have so many great skills to offer. So (laughs) I hope that Cal's gets you out there. It's so wonderful that they offer that client matching. So hopefully that'll come together soon. Just coming back to your daughter, 
was, and I know that we did the birth doula, so we didn't do the postpartum care, but I'm always curious how a good birth impacts postpartum. What were those first couple of weeks like? And were you there for that transition? Yes. So we have a house. We have four generations living in our home. My dad lives with us. And then my husband and I, our children, and now Selah, the baby. I feel like we have a really strong home like center where as things are needed, we're all just trying to pitch in and helping. The kitchen is for cooking food and for dancing. We try to celebrate as much as we can. We have those monthly events here. So getting right back into that was really powerful. I think it was like three weeks after Hannah gave birth, we had our first gathering, which is called Soiree. And Hannah was able to sing because she is a singer. The baby's name means musical interlude in the Bible, Selah. So there was all these like pieces to the puzzle that were like fitting together pretty quickly after because Hannah was rejoicing. She was like so happy to not be pregnant anymore. And of course, there was those first feelings of, oh my gosh, like the baby is so young and have people around and like all those first first child mom thoughts were definitely present. But she really believed that having her around the family after a few weeks would be a good idea. So she's definitely hasn't met all of our family at this point, but it's happening. She was just baptized this past Saturday. So that was a whole like new wave. But she's doing they're both doing really well. Paul and I are so proud of the love that they're giving this baby and the care. It's really beautiful to witness and to be a part of. And they ask us our suggestions. And I think that's what it's all about. Like that tribal like support system that we see in all around the world. It's really great that we can have that in our home. So beautiful. I just feel that in my whole body because I know that for many people, they're very isolated from family and friends. And that postpartum can be such a challenging time. But when you have family and community there to support you, what a difference. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For people that are listening and might either be planning a pregnancy or pregnant, what would be from your own experience or from your journey with Hannah and being a doula, what would be a tip that you would say to them that you would really recommend they do in preparation? I would just say, say what you need, put it out there, what you're feeling and what you're trying, what you're going through, because we all want to be supportive and we want to find the answers for you. So I think it's just a situation of if it's fear, put the fear out there. If it's joy, put the joy out there. But saying what you need and and just being clear because that's it gets us to the goal line faster when there's all of us are seeking answers or what happened for someone else or we are thick with research online and it's we can find it but when you're in the throes of whether it's pregnancy or preparing to become pregnant you don't have the time or you don't have you're not in that mind space so i think having the support to and just putting it out there i would love to know more about this or i heard this story and having people help you to find the answers that you're seeking i think is really important because once our mind is at ease, I think our body becomes at ease. And then it's more optimum space to hold a child or to search for a child or whatever that looks like. Yeah. Thank you so much, Lori, for sharing your beautiful journey as a doula and with your both your daughters coming for together sure. and being at Hannah's birth and 
It just is so inspirational. And for people that might want to reach out, especially if they're in the greater Philadelphia area and they're looking for a doula, how could they find you? They could find me on Instagram. It's my first name backwards. It's I-R-O-L-C-O-S-G-R-O-V-E. So I roll Cosgrove. That would be a great way. You can DM me. That would probably be the best way. I'm always looking to connect with people, whether we're like-minded or not. I enjoy the human experience and just communication. Connection is like one of my goals. So yeah, I would love to, if I can, offer some kind of like tidbits of knowledge about being a doula and having that experience. Thank you so much. And we will be putting that in the show notes. So for anyone take a look below wherever you're listening and you'll see Lori's contact there so you can be in touch. And for everyone listening, we hope this inspired you. Maybe you'll consider joining us at a doula workshop. Definitely check our profile and you can see our upcoming workshops. I do a handful virtual so you can join anywhere in the world. And then several that are in person, both back in Philadelphia in April and a lot in the New York, New Jersey area, but also some traveling workshops in Bali and other countries around the world. So thank you all for listening today. We hope that you'll give us your comments, your feedback, and join us for our next episode of the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. Thank you so much, Lori. (laughs) Thank you. Go to Deb's workshop. Go to Deb's workshop. (laughs) Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Orgasmic Birth Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to learn more about pleasure in birth parenting and birth work, visit orgasmicbirth.com forward slash more for my free gifts. And please leave a review about your experience. Reviews help us to reach more people and please subscribe. Subscribe.